today's episode was produced by Click Leads Local, Minneapolis's premier video and digital marketing agency. Now, live from the Pinnacle Insurance Agency of Minnesota studio, this is the Local Realtor Spotlight Podcast with your hosts, Angel Telemontes and Troy Thompson. What's going on, guys? Angel Telemontes here with Click Leads Local, and this is your Local Realtor Spotlight Podcast. Today, we're here with Sam Foltz. Sam. Troy with the intro. Thanks, Angel. Troy Thompson, Pinnacle Insurance, and Sam Foltz. I've known him for a year or so now. Great, great family man. Super excited. He's with Fulton Realty, and he's just going to have a lot of value for the podcast today. Um, Sam, go ahead and, and uh, introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Troy. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, Live in Shoreview, Minnesota, married, have two kids. Uh, Beautiful kids, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, actually got started in real estate about 10 years ago. Uh, my wife and I house hacked. So our first property was a duplex. We lived in the top floor and rented out the bottom to some people we know. And uh, did house that hacked. for- is yeah, that, is it, what's the definition of house hacking? <laughs> I like that. House hacking is uh, actually kind of a trendy topic these days in sort of the millennial investor world. Um, so really uh, what it is is you're living in one half or hacking the duplex in half and you're renting out the other half. So you're cutting down your living expenses, your rent, or what a lot of people, it's their first home. So they're essentially getting their uh, living expenses covered, um, their mortgage covered by rental income. So, um, you know, for us, our example, our mortgage at that time, at that property was about $1,200 and we rented it out for $1,000 in the lower unit. So uh, we were living- 200 bucks a month, that's for, not a bad deal. For 200 and we owned, uh, owned a house in Northeast Minneapolis, so yeah. So that's, you weren't a realtor then though, right? Nope, that was before I got started. I was a business owner and uh, just looking at it more as an investment, so yeah. Cool, so that was 10 years ago and then did you um, eventually buy more and more properties? Yeah, so that's kind of how I got started in real estate. Uh, I always wanted to, that that wasn't, my goal wasn't just to buy one property, I always wanted to buy multiple properties um, and, uh, and find ways to uh, add value. So. Um, a little bit about you know my background. My dad was a carpenter. Um, he he did a lot of work with his hands. So like when I was really young, like 14, 15 years old, I would go out on projects with him and help him. And so, mm. um, so you know the idea of like fixing up a home, adding some value, building some equity um, through improvements, and also like you know I had seen some friends and some mentors who were a little bit older than me. Um, in college that were doing this and they were buying multifamily properties, renting them out and making some, some good cash flow. And so the idea of, you know, sort of a, a relatively passive stream of income coming in, but also building equity and something that's real and tangible um, was pretty exciting for me. So we just started to, um, you know, buy a property every year to two years was kind of our goal. That's and so were you flipping or are you holding on to most properties? Long-term holds. So yeah. You, man. So yeah. And then I started sharing it with friends and family, how a lot of people get into the business. Um, you know, just you start telling people about it. We were passionate about it. I see, I've seen other people kind of jump in, in my network. And um, yeah, and then I started with Fulton Realty just 
engaging in the business full-time because I previously had owned a residential painting company and so um, yeah just you know made that sort of transition to full-time real estate a couple years ago and um, that's been just super fun so mm. yeah house hacking do you know who Angelo Ferboni is by any chance yeah I know Angelo because okay, yep. we had him on the podcast yeah. too and yeah him and his wife Megan do a little bit of house hacking yep you could say. <laughs> yeah yeah, well. yeah yeah great guy yeah no yeah. doubt do you do you do the Airbnb style thing yet is that BRBL, something you've dipped your yeah. toes in no I've thought about it and that could be like a whole nother podcast um, <laughs> I'm more of a long-term rental landlord and that's kind of what I'm focused on right now mm -hmm. although I know some people that have done pretty well with Airbnb um, it's a little bit different animal uh, my biggest concern with that is I I think of that as more of like diving into the hospitality industry because it's very review driven and so um, you know if I had a good relationship with a company that could kind of manage that and oversee it I'd probably okay, okay. be more excited but um, for me personally the idea of kind of trying to manage all the reviews that are coming in and changing sure, the sure. sheets and towels and things like that just no seems doubt. a little bit overwhelming. But um, but yeah, it's, it, it can be a, a pretty cool mm -hmm. um, investment for certain homes and certain areas and, and things mm -hmm. like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so I imagine with your expertise with uh, rental properties, that might be your niche as far as a realtor goes, helping people find those good opportunities themselves? Mm. Yeah, a perfect client, uh, you know, people that I love working with are um, folks that are like getting into their first duplex They're, they see value in you know this this concept of house hacking of you know living um, you know sort of well below their means and, and bringing in that rental income so I love helping first-time duplex buyers um, but also you know really anyone who um, wants to just add value in a property or or has you know wants to rent out a property um, that's a huge part of my my client base and yeah I would say it's definitely a specialty of not only my personal business but also Fulton Realty we hold a lot of seminars for investors um, we're just keeping up with the different tax changes um, different zoning changes is a big thing in Minneapolis. Um, yeah, you might as well dive into that right now. Tell us about what you were saying earlier. Um, the 2040 plan is kind of the buzz where Minneapolis has opened up the pretty much the whole city to two unit in some areas up to four unit buildings in areas that used to be classified as single family. So um, really exciting for investors that may, especially like a home that already has potential, like maybe it's a, a duplex, but it has an attic that could be finished and converted into another unit like a like the triplex yeah a triplex type of situation mm. so minneapolis is more receptive to um allowing those type of units or those type of conversions um so that's surprising because minneapolis is usually really strict and tight yeah. various things aren't they but yeah they i mean they can be tough to work with and you know you definitely have to follow all the city processes mm -hmm. um the permitting and sometimes you have to bring certain things up to up to the today's standard so it's it's not necessarily just easy to do um, but it's it's just uh, opening it up to create some opportunities I think for just you know anyone really um, mm -hmm. who wants to get into a property and, and sort of maximize the potential and, and so something something I'm excited about absolutely but. so how do people find you Sam people that want to get into investing in real estate yeah um, mm -hmm. they can find me on our website uh, my Facebook page, um, my Just number. Google, <laughs> so, Google Sam Foltz. Sam probably. Foltz Realtor. And, How do you spell yeah. your name? Uh, my last name is F-O-L-T-Z. Perfect. So, How do you spell yeah. Sam? 
<laughs> I love it. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, man, that's a huge opportunity, especially those all those single family houses that mm-hmm. could potentially turn into duplexes, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean there can be opportunity there. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. What are some of the things? As an expert, mm-hmm. you know, somebody would look for as, a, as far as like a valued property to potentially turn into a duplex that's just a, a single family unit. Yeah, I mean, it needs to have the space and, um, you know, I guess a, an example, maybe there, you see some single family homes that have a pretty large, um, like, you know, maybe it's a a non-conforming, like a mother-in-law suite or a, a large accessory space. Um, there's some interesting homes out there. So um, something like that where it could have a separate entrance where you could build a wall um, and then, you know, ideally you'd add separate mechanicals. So, sure. uh, you know, that that's an option, you know, with this, with this new zoning change, there's also potential for people to tear down a you know really run down property and essentially just build new build a so, brand new duplex mm. triplex you're fourplex. See, yep you're seeing more of those like brand new duplexes um brand new fourplexes in in some of these you know really high demand rental areas northeast minneapolis south minneapolis where you know for a two bedroom you can get fourteen hundred dollars so mm. you multiply that by four you know that's paying then, your mortgage and then some right away right yeah absolutely so yeah but wow so i don't know how to swing a hammer how to do any kind of stuff like you do right so if i was if you were my realtor and i was looking to buy, buy an investment property you'd be willing to come out with me and say you know let it let me know if that makes sense and what needs to be done mm-hmm. and then put me in touch with the right people to help yeah convert Absolutely. Yeah. I love doing that. I mean, I love seeing homes that are ugly, you know, that need work, that need love. Um, and you know, they, you know, some of the ones that, you know, they sell pretty quick, um, but are um, all staged and nice, you know, I, I do some of that work as well, but, um, there's not usually a lot of, you know, potential as an investment property. So some of the ones that, um, that need a lot of work, um, you know, I, I love helping my clients. You have the ability, the know-how on how to make something to see through the, because I can't see through the shag yeah, carpet, tough, right? the ugly old <laughs> vinyl flooring and stuff. I'll just go in there and say, oh, no, I can't see it. I can't. But yeah. you have that vision to see what it could mm. potentially look like and yeah, the cost yeah. associated with that. Yep. And I like helping my clients understand mm. that to what the, there's a term called ARV. So what the after repaired value of a property mm-hmm. is. ARV. Also what the cash flow is or their cash on cash return. Uh, but even if, you know, they're just looking for some guidance with a few things, you know, some homes just need a little TLC um, and you have to kind of, and they, they could be, um, you know, not necessarily looking for an investment property, but just looking for a, a fair price and is a challenging market. So, um, you know, being able to put them in contact with some great contractors that I've worked with or people in our network that we work with on a pretty regular basis, um, who can who can do things at a at a very reasonable rate? Um, mm-hmm. You know that's, that's really hard these yeah. days to find those guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Find the companies that have the time, the ability, that you know, because all the contractors seem to be super overwhelmed right now too, right? Yeah, it's something we're dealing with. Um, so, yeah, and something my clients have said in reviews and and just given me feedback on is that, um, you know, they felt like it was um, some of the work even after the sale that 
they were really happy with some of the connections I gave them oh. through um, contractors um, just in getting, you know, finding a good plumber, finding a good flooring mm-hmm. guy, um, you know, so um, I'm, I'm always letting my clients know, you know, or we're going through or working on getting a home or getting a home ready to sell, but if there's anything down the road that you that you need, because there's always going to be some unforeseen mm-hmm. items and projects that'll come up. Just let me know, because I chances are I, I know a guy. My You're wife, connected. yeah, my my wife and I are actually going through two. Um, she's managing two single family renovation projects, and both of them are pretty extensive. Um, so that you guys own. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're gonna renovate and rent out long term. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just two single family, uh, kind of undervalued. They both needed about thirty, forty thousand in work, and then with that work, we were able to build about the same amount, thirty, forty thousand in equity. Mm. But we're deciding just to keep them as rentals and, and just long term, right? Yeah. So yeah. More millionaires are made through real estate than any other occupation by far. And so that's the so strategy to have. Just hold it. Yeah. Hold it forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, cool. Now, Sam, now if somebody was, a client was interested in getting started with more of what you do, um, what are some tips you could give to being a first-time landlord? Because I know that's a, that's a you know, a big, a, a big um, roadblock for a lot of people who want to start investing is being the landlord, quote-unquote. What are some tips that you've <laughs> learned along the way, the bumps in the in the road that you've learned and how, how could you provide value to our audience in that in that regard? Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid of the horror stories that they hear out there. Mm. And what I would say is 90% of tenants are good people and they wanna pay their rent. You'll have some problems and it's not as difficult as a lot of people make it out to be because nobody really talks about the positive. You just uh, hear things. the horror stories. You hear the horror stories, right? Good and point. so, um, so I, I would say, you know, there's a lot of great resources, a lot of good technology, but you you mm-hmm. do want to do a few things like really um, think about when you're purchasing what demographics are you looking to attract in a renter. So, um, because that you know, depending on where you buy, um, that. You know, if you're buying near the U of M, um, you know, you're you're bringing in students. So, um, you know, what, what, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, what, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do there? Um, And then how are you screening and selecting your tenants? Um, All stuff you you can give advice on. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's really important. And we, you know, and I, I think you, when you're interviewing tenants, if you're managing them yourself, there's great property management solutions out there as well. Um, you, you just, you know, you, you want to ask the right questions, um, you know, do the proper, take, take the proper steps. But, um, I think, um, you know, kind of where you buy and, you know, kind of how you screen your tenants cool. will help, um, you in the long run. So Eliminate yeah. the great ruckus. niche you have, Sam, but that's not the only thing you specialize in. You deal with the normal transactions, single yeah. family homes and stuff like that. And one question we love to ask people is, it's 2019 now. 2018 was a very interesting year in real estate. They're saying there's a shift. Yeah. Love to hear your your take on mm. what the so-called shift is and what it's going to be like for 2019. Yeah, no, I, I hear that word a lot. It's thrown around quite a bit. Um, you know, and I recently listened to a podcast about 94% of the leading real estate economists, um, you know, kind of experts that are that are watching the numbers are are thinking that we're going to see uh, about 
you know, maybe we're not going to see the, the crazy growth that we've seen the last couple of years. Um, but we are going to see growth this year. So, you know, 94% think we're going to continue to see growth, um, but at, you know, maybe more like normal levels. So it's interesting that a lot of people are, are talking about a shift because about a year ago, maybe nine months ago, um, we were at this crazy low inventory level, like 1.8, 1 1.6 month supply of inventory in certain areas. And so Feeding frenzy, right? everyone mm. was talking about multiple offers. Mm. There's no inventory. And so we're starting to see that improve now, but still really, really um, great time to sell. Um, but um, have a seller's market than buyers. It's yeah, it's definitely um, still a really strong time to sell. But we, you know, people were kind of begging for like more inventory. We need we need more houses out there for for buyers because there's such such strong mm -hmm. demand. And now we're starting to see inventory, and everyone's like, oh, are we seeing a shift? Is it is, is the economy gonna? you know, slow down. And, and I think in the next couple of years, we definitely aren't going to see the same growth. But I think, um, you know, I don't think we're going to see anything um, like we saw in like 2008. Okay. So, so what you're uh, saying is maybe the only constant is that there's going to be change. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't panic over it. There's yeah. always change. I, yeah, I wouldn't panic. <laughs> I wouldn't change your your overall plans. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think still, there's still great deals out there, but it's also a, a Pretty good time to sell if you're cool, thinking about selling. So. so what's your superpower, Sam? Um, I can see through homes, walls, and I can see through the soil and inspect sewer lines. What? And I, I was prepared for this one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Underhand. No, uh, like Superman stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, what I was going to say is, you know, there are there are some unforeseen things with homes. You're in, there's a little bit of risk with real estate, whether you're um, looking for a townhome or you're looking for a condo or you're looking at a, at a really old investment property. Um, mm. But having someone that can sort of, you know, guide you through those and, and, and actually point you to the right direction, um, you know, you're never going to really know everything. But I, I try to just help people, um, you know, with, you know, the right inspectors, the right, um, the right people that can kind of help make the process go really smooth. So, mm. yeah. Just talking to you, getting to know you over the last year, I think one of your, the powers you have is you're such a good dude. <laughs> this is quality, man. Like one Just of the things you put on Facebook that I downloaded the app was uh, one of those dad podcasts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know you were, we were talking before the show started about how you're, you're always focused on being a better husband, better dad. Yeah. And um, just everything you do is just so solid and it's just such, um, so impressive. But um, would you mind sharing us with us a little bit about, you know, how important family is, what motivates you? Yeah, um, I I love being a dad. Um, you know, it's with this business. You know, one of my big goals. A lot of people are like, "What are your goals this year?" And for me, um, really, just to spend more time with my family, with my kids. Um, uh, last year was a big season of growth, and I'm going to continue to grow. Um, but um, you know, just really, you know, putting the first things first. You don't ever look back on your life and say, "Gosh, I wish I would have sold more, houses. gotten another <laughs> yeah. house, or built more equity." You know, when you're uh, when you're you know 89 years old. So, um, you know, just you know, being more present, being more um, aware, and, and you know, blocking off. We're gonna do a couple weeks of vacation this year, um, and so just you know, making those things a priority. Um, 
as far as, you know, I'm pretty involved with my church. There's a great podcast for dads. So I'm just trying to... What was the name of that podcast again? Because I downloaded it and I have been listening to it, but I... Yeah, it's called Dad Awesome. So, Dad Awesome, um, yes. Uh, pastor, I go to Substance Church and a pastor friend of mine, Jeff Zog, um, started about a year ago and just a weekly podcast for dads, mm. just uh, giving them some fresh advice. And uh, there's a lot of resources out for, for moms out there and things uh, but you don't see a lot of these things for dads, so it's something that I just try to listen to as mm. I'm driving to work. Um, a common theme I've seen, Sam, and this goes right into the next question, is so many dads out there, you know, in business, mm. and moms are too, but um, you're so focused on checking your phone, checking your email, checking Facebook. Text. Text, and um, we usually like our guests to go on Facebook Live that was very interesting that you actually have even removed Facebook from your phone. Can you tell us why you did that? Because it's a bad habit of mine to uh, kind of, I think social media is, can be a very powerful tool, but it can be a huge distraction. And I, you know, I just took the app off my phone because I noticed that, you know, I'd be, uh, you know, with my family, with my kids and I just, there's a little downtime, you know, and you're just looking at the, the app and you're going through and it's like, I don't really care where yeah. so-and-so went kids for vacation. Gra- grabbing your arm like, will you color this picture with me? And yeah, <laughs> why am I focused on this when my, it's, yep. it's so good. Yeah. I love that you did that. And mm. I'm thinking I should do that with Instagram too, because, you know, you, that can be a distraction as well. I don't use that app as much, but, um, you know, just you know, the little, little things like that, you know, you know patterns of behavior, uh, I'm just trying to pay attention to. And um, that was probably partly inspired from, I'm listening to that Dad Awesome podcast cool. and, you know, trying to really be be there and, and create. It's a battle because mm-hmm. in sales, you're trying to be responsive, too, and be yep. there and comment <laughs> on whatever they did to show that you're into Engaging, them and, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, it's a constant struggle. Yep, for sure. Yeah. But uh, speaking of technology, are there some other resources you use to help you in business? Mm. Maybe not necessarily social media, but... Yeah, I mean, technology is just, it's just awesome. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit of a, you know, an older millennial and some of this stuff, you know, that that's out there, you know, it's, you know, I'm just, it's a tip of the iceberg type of thing where um, we're not utilizing as many tools as um, we could, but we are, um, you know, using um, some cool technology with our listings, like 3D video walkthrough tours. So mm. you can point and click and kind of walk your way through a house. Um, and uh, we're also, you know, doing some like 3D or some virtual staging. So you can put in real furniture into a, a listing and, um, you know, it looks real, but, you know, it's it's just been, you know, kind of virtually staged in, wow. in the picture. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as, you know, communicating with people, I do, I think, you know, Facebook, Instagram, those are phenomenal tools, I think, for um, everything will, you want, you want to lead to like that. There's, no, there's nothing like a power of a handshake or an in-person meeting, but, you know, kind of getting those relationships started and nurturing them through, I know we've had some great, like, interactions through social media and probably scheduled this meeting through there, but... Um, it, it does lead to like the, I think it needs to lead to the face in to face. person, face mm-hmm. to face, you know, picking up the phone, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> when I'm working with younger people, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call you, yeah. you know, but a lot of people are, you know, texting Damn. social media, which is great. But, um, you know, I think they're, 
they're just great tools, but they can, you know, you just have to be careful when you're getting distracted or worried about comparing yourself to what other people are doing and, um, you know, or just wasting time. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I really appreciate that, man. Good stuff. Good I stuff. I love it. I have my speed round, my favorite right. part, quick speed round right here. Actually, can I jump in? Sure. Because I had that one last question that I like to ask. Aww. Tell us one thing that nobody knows about you. That's right. Oh, man. Um, let's see. I would love to write a book. Not a lot of people know that. Mm. It's something that I've thought about for a long time. Um, my dad, uh, he passed away in 2009. He was a phenomenal, he was a hero. And he, just, he had a lot of interesting just quotes and philosophies on life. And um, you know, I'm different than him in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of similarities. Um, I, you know, I don't know what I would write a book about, but it would probably have some stories about him yeah. and also um, just a little bit about real estate. Um, you know, I don't know. So that's just Family, kind of a, being a dad. Yeah, kind of a awesome. dream of mine is, you know, maybe when I'm older to write a book. You'll so. do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I got you. Yeah. Speed right. round time. Let's do it. You can't avoid it. Uh, text or talking? Talking. Talking for sure. Favorite day of the week? Uh, let's see. Sunday. Your favorite Minnesota city? Duluth. Ooh, I like. What do you know about Duluth? Went to college up there. Let you me find me? out. Me too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Look at that. I love it. Connection. That was um, about 15 years before you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite city in the United States outside of Minnesota? Uh, I'm going to say. Key Largo. Mm. Never been, but it sounds. I believe sounds that's delightful. one of those. I think it's Key Largo. It's like right Key when West. you get into the Keys. Yeah, yeah, not Key West, but it's like closer to Miami. So yeah, I think it's Key Largo. Mm. Nickname that your parents might have called you when you were young. Uh little tornado. Little tornado. <laughs> Love it. Kind of like your son, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more more like my more daughter. daughter. <laughs> She's in that two-year-old crazy stage. So, it's like your daddy. The last song that you downloaded. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, I pass. Got pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, cake or pie? Uh, I'd say pie. Love it. Paper or plastic? Paper. Paper for sure. Your favorite uh, Minnesota restaurant? Oh, man, that's right. It changes a lot because mm -hmm. I like trying new things. That's something about me. I'm always I'm always trying new things. But Lee Su's Thai Taste in Roseville mm. is Roseville. Um, kind of my new favorite, what? close to home. Probably going to go there tonight. So <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, you get pho? pho? I, yeah, I've had oh that before. Yep. So. I'm so hooked on that stuff. Yeah, Lisa's tight taste, Roseville, cool. Love it. And the last question: What inspires you? Um, people. I think you know, learning from other people, and mm. um, you know, seeing what other people are doing. Um, you know, yeah. I think you're in the right business. Yeah, people. <laughs> people. That's what it's all about, right? That's pretty yeah. much every business, right? If you don't like people, you're gonna have problems. Yeah, for sure. So. Awesome. Well spoken. Yeah. Sam Thank you. Fultz. Sam Fultz. Yeah, Fulton Realty. Love it. Appreciate awesome. It. Love Such it. a fun time. Yeah, How do people, people find you one more time, Sam? 
Um, just Google Sam Foltz, F-O-L-T-Z, and uh, my name will pop Pretty up. Pretty unique name, so no problems, right? Yeah, well, there is a guy, uh, put Sam Foltz Realtor, because there's a guy named Sam Foltz who's like a football player that, uh, that comes up to. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sam. Yeah, thank you. Fun. This has been Angel Talamantes with Quick Leads Local. And Troy Thompson, Pinnacle Insurance. At the Pinnacle Insurance Studio. Until next time, guys, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Right, thanks.